Today is Monday, June 2nd. This is the Placebo Cast. My name is Tony. I'm Joseph. How's it going, Joseph? WWDC day today. WWDC day. Yeah. I, I just named that. I guess, I guess today <laughs> could be considered WWDC day on par with the other days like Microsoft Build Day and Google I.O. Day. Maybe the, with the enough petitioning, uh, the, we can get the U.S. government to make this uh, official holiday so we can get off work. <laughs> the, uh, the nerdiest day, uh, only coupled by, like you said, Google I.O. And <laughs> what was the other one you mentioned? Uh, Microsoft Build, the Build Conference. Oh, right. I think they had, they had was... that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So I was doing some quick notes, yeah. and this would be a rather annotated uh, podcast, yep. but there are three major themes, all focused on the software side, yep. OS 10, iOS 8, and the uh, developer kits, the suite yep. of developer kits that they just rolled off. So we'll make a quick run through all of, through all of the major features. Yep. So first off, the name, Yosemite. Yosemite. It's it's I'm gone. I'm disappointed it didn't make it to uh, OS 10 weeds. It's uh, it's really saddening because uh, you know I was used to. I thought Mavericks was just going to be this one-off thing, and then it just got really saddening when it's this sort of solidified their departure from the big cat names, and it's uh, the big cat names has had a very mm-hmm. rich history, and I'm really saddened by that. But at the same time, Yosemite, God, that. That release, that the features they showed in that OS 10 release, Grand Canyon. <laughs> the features they showed in that release was astounding. Like, I remember I was sitting there listening to the. I, I wasn't watching, but I was listening to the keynote that was streamed off Apple.com, and mm-hmm. as he was to keep, as he kept on repeating the features over and over, I was like, I could feel my jaw dropping further and further down. I was like, Wow, this is this is amazing. And you're just talking about I, uh, OS X uh, Yosemite then? Yeah, just OS X Yosemite. Because, you know, it's, it's sort see, of been like see, iOS of... this, iOS that for like the last couple of, couple of months. And it's like no one mm. usually pays attention to their desktop side. And I think it's sort of um, understated, their desktop side. You know, OS X is a fantastic right. piece of uh, software. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to need a, a new MacBook by the time... <laughs> The, the new OS 10 version comes out because I don't think this four-year-old computer can can handle it at that point. Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't know. They usually t- they tend to support computer their uh, computers like five plus years, five to seven year old yeah. ones until they finally yeah. drop support. It's only when you start yeah. seeing slowdowns. It's like maybe this is the time to get a new Mac. Well, I am seeing a bit of slowdowns, and and that's only. Uh, despite the uh, SSD I installed a yeah. couple months back, <laughs> it's yeah. it's the uh, it's the CPU most definitely. Yeah, RAM and blame Chrome. Yeah, RAM and SS and SSD can only push you so far. Right. Yeah. I, I see it more in Google Chrome than anything else. I I, I tried switching to Safari, but a lot of the uh, power power user features I have, they don't really translate well yeah. over. Yeah, Firefox yeah. and Chrome are not particularly well designed for power saving and uh, um, performance on OS X. Mm-hmm. They try to, but usually if you have like a thousand extensions yeah. like some people that I know have 
or uh, keep 50 tabs open at the exact same time, all playing YouTube videos, but not listening to a single <laughs> one. Uh, that tends to slow things down. Safari is a lot better in that regard because it's custom tailored to OS ten, but still, Safari is still lacking in the extension mm-hmm. department. Mm, cool. All right, so what are your favorite features uh, in Yosemite? Oh, then? man, I can't even... It's still a little weird saying Yosemite yeah. when, I, when I say the name. I, I think... it, it takes time to get used to it. I keep, I keep refraining from saying Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for <laughs> so me, Yosemite. it's like... It's not even Yosemite. It's OS 10.10. It's like... They're really or not... OS 10.1. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like... It's like, man, you guys are really not going to let this 10 go. Like, what's nope. next? 10.11, 10.12. Like, OS 10, it seems like OS 10 has become, like, their signature uh, name. Not, like, a version number anymore. But I digress. Nope. <laughs> um, I think, like, everything. Or they take the Xbox approach, the yeah. uh, OS 1. They go or, back. Yeah. They go back in time. Back to System 1. Mm. But, yeah, um, mm. Yosemite. Oh, man, where do I begin? Um, it looks really good. <laughs> it looks it looks spectacularly good. I saw these. I saw the leaked screenshots last night before all the other news outlets right. came out, and I was like, "Yeah, I can see that being the actual screenshots." And I remember the the post was like, "This has got to be fake. You probably got an early build." And right. then, well, voila! It turns out to be correct. And I was like, "Well, you guys yeah. are great." Right before any right. of the news, other news outlets or tech blogs came across these screenshots, you guys were the first ones. And, uh, right. I remember but, when I first saw the early screenshots, they just looked, well, obviously it was several months ago and, and the whole theme behind those rumors was, you know, the continuation of iOS transferring over to Mac. And in that screenshot, you see a very flat yeah, UI yeah. where all the colors are, you can are, see Johnny Ives, um, influence most definitely. Yeah. And it's kind of disheartening, yeah. too, because I was really hoping that they would keep OS X and iOS distinguishable, but it seems like they're yeah. more pulling stuff from iOS into OS X rather than the other way around. And that's sort of really saddening, because yeah, yeah. I remember they were talking yeah. about how they were trying to differentiate OS X and iOS and how the Windows 8 approach of merging the two together would be the wrong thing to do. So it seems like they're taking a yeah. less um, definitive stance compared to Microsoft and Windows 8, but it's still... They're still thinking about it, and they're still playing around with yeah. it. And it's a gradual transition rather than a very stark, mm. abrupt one, I guess, just to not freak yeah. out many of their users. But Yosemite, man. The, you know, the one thing yeah. that got me most excited was uh, messages and phone calls. Like, <laughs> I, that was just like... That was an amazing call with Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, absolutely. <laughs> Dr. Dre sold me on that feature. No, but it's like... <laughs> Just like I'm a new beat subscriber. Like he like it's like what are you talking about? It's like you can see the blue bubbles, but then you have those friends who don't have, you know, the green the have the blue bubbles or the green bubbles or the non so message users. What exactly did he mean by that? Did he mean that non Apple devices could now like people because yeah. I haven't used iMessages in ages. Yeah. So only people who have iMessages, you can communicate through that app? Is that yeah, what Yeah, through the desktop or app. Now? iMessages can talk to like Apple uh, iMessages or other OS X iMessages. Right. But now... But that with, will change yeah. in the next version. Now what, right. the, what I, uh, I'm assuming it's how it works is that they use the text messages that sent to your phone and they forward it to iMessages. So it Sort of like your smartwatches, right? Yeah, exactly. But except you can, yeah, you can yeah. respond. Uh, yeah, Not yeah. just look. <laughs> look, no touch. Yeah. 
this is look and touch. Right. But yeah, um, and also the phone calls. I, I cannot, like now more than ever, I am going to recommend my dad to get an iPhone because he has an iMac. And I can just imagine, right. like that is just fantastic because he doesn't want to pull his phone away from the thing. He wants to leave it on the charger and then if I call him, you know, he doesn't pick up because his phone's far away and he's like somewhere else or right. he's in front of his computer, he's not paying attention. But now it's like not when I call him, if he has Yosemite, I can, he can just immediately it, answer on his computer. That's amazing. So it would ring both his phone and his Mac if both are on. I'm assuming it forwards it to the Mac, so you don't ring it on the phone. It rings on your Mac. So you see the notification. How will on the it know? Right? Like, like if no one is picking up on the phone, then it would just f- start forwarding it to the Mac, or I think it automatically forwards it. If it I think it automatically forwards it if it's in range of a Mac. I don't think they released any details on it yet, so we, we'd have to wait huh. until um, more details come and, out. And, uh, and I assume the call is made through Wi-Fi then. I, I'm assuming it's either f- FaceTime audio. Well, well, that would pose some problems with non-iOS devices. I'm assuming it just forwards the audio from the cellular network through whatever connection they use to connect to the iMac. Or the Mac, and then you can talk through there, and if it, 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 it's it's like so what it's, it's, it's like a Wi-Fi. junction, it's not maybe Wi-Fi, maybe Bluetooth. I'm not really quite so sure. So maybe something like how AirDrop uses yeah, or Bluetooth. shares yeah. files. It might it might yeah. just be either one of those, but it's it, the tech, the the principle behind it. It's it's pretty spectacular, you know. Right. That that excited. It's just me in most. my experience. Yeah. yeah. It's just in my experience with Wi-Fi calling, with um with uh, Google Voice, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really get a strong connection. The, yeah. the, qual- the call uh, drops yeah. quite yeah. often. Which leads me to and believe so- that it's actually using the cellular network, but then it's using like Bluetooth or Wi-Fi to forward. It's, it's sort of like your computer's acting like a Bluetooth receiver. So it has receiver. to go back and forth between yeah. the phone and the, yeah. and the uh, Mac. Yeah. I'm assuming it's like, a, it's like a Bluetooth receiver. Like imagine your computer being a Bluetooth receiver for your car. Yeah. And your phone's acting acting as a junction, so you just it sends the data over. I'm assuming Bluetooth because I feel like they're pushing Bluetooth a lot, especially with iBeacon. I certainly hope that uh, when when they do the hardware releases this fall, that uh, one of the major features if. is uh, vastly improved. If oh no, they definitely will. If I mean they've gone they go on an annual schedule, so it's guaranteed. Well, I was <laughs> Anyways, actually honestly, they they need a significantly better battery life at this point. <laughs> yeah, a thousand year battery life. Yeah. I was honestly disappointed yeah. they didn't reveal any. Like, I was waiting for Tim Cook to do the signature Steve Jobs, but there's Apple one more TV. thing. I was like, well, there's one more thing. You know, everybody starts clapping. And he rolls up his sleeve and unveils the iWatch. Yeah, you know, um, I, I was expecting something. Like, I was hoping iPhone 6 would be unveiled, but I, I you know. He presses a button and it projects yeah. a holographic Steve Jobs. Yeah. Who makes the final announcement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Apple stock I was, goes to a record new high. <laughs> I was hoping iPhone six would the iPhone six would be revealed because I was planning on switching, um, trading in my phone and doing the whole switcheroo. Yeah. But it looks like they'll unveil it in September, usually how they do it or October. Yeah, I mean that was the last time, right? Yeah. It was like last October or September when they something like that. Yeah. The five S. I was slightly disappointed, yeah. but then again, you have to realize this is a software conference and yeah, 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 yeah. cool. So. What else can we talk about? iOS 8. All right, iOS 8. So on everything Apple related. Following along the same... (laughs) You mentioned how, uh, you know, there's that that, uh, drive towards uh, marrying 
both the desktop and the mobile version or yeah. the mobile device. Yeah. And and then one of the themes or one of the features they they mentioned was what they call continuity. Yeah. So they already did that in previous releases. Like one example was, you you look up a location on the Maps application, yeah. and then you can send it to your phone yeah. when you head out. Yeah. And 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 then in this release they they've added some additional use cases. It seems like the previous versions were like semi continuity because it wasn't like immediate, or it wasn't right. like click this and it's already on your phone. You had to set it and it had to wait till it synced up with you know their servers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. For now, it seems like it seems it seems like the the if you if you ever heard of the Air Display where you can stream a, like you make your iPad like a third monitor. It seems yeah. kind of like that where it's instantaneous and you're using your Wi-Fi network to. Uh, you know, manage all the data. And now with gigabit um, wireless um, being rolled out with 802.11ac, it seems they're they're trying to push that technology to the limit, which I find really uh, amazing. Yeah. They finally brought a much requested feature, uh, making AirDrop available between Mac oh, I and iOS. Oh, I love that. I love that. Now I have never used AirDrop on either device, whether it's between you know cross platform. Yeah. How how do you use it? Um, I've only used it once, and I and the one time I <laughs> used it was like, okay, the reason why I used it once is because it was like a last a last ditch effort because I needed something transferred from my iPad to my iPhone. So I was thinking, how the hell? Am Dropbox. I, yeah, dro- I mean Dropbox takes a long <laughs> time, and it's sort of just like you know, it's not really, you know, how it does well but i so i use i i use airdrop from is this from like my photos i need to transfer a photo from my ipad to my iphone so i use airdrop and then i transferred it to my phone and i found my phone like immediately the moment i turned both of them on i was like wow this is amazing it's like do you want to transfer it's like yes i'd like to save it and i and they just appeared on my phone i was like wow this is amazing and then I was like, well, how come they don't have this for Mac and OS And you 10? never used it again. <laughs> well, I mean, I have very little use cases for use because I either use one device exclusively or, and another right. on the side or use the other device exclusively exclusively right. and, the, and the other device on the side. Right. But it's like, how come they don't have this integration with uh, MacBooks, with their Mac lineup and iOS? And now they do. It's, wow, this is amazing. Right, right, right. And uh, they, they also brought a lot of spotlight to iCloud. Like previously, iCloud wasn't like a lot of the traditional cloud services like yeah. Dropbox and Google Drive, where you drop files into some sort of folder and it syncs across all of your devices. It was like a really weird file system they implemented. Right. It 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 like stayed invisible behind the the underlying uh, work behind apps. Yeah. So you only access the files if you open Pages, and then you can open your files. Yeah. Or open up Preview. Yeah. And so now they, they essentially made it like traditional cloud services. Now you yeah. can access your, your iCloud files in Finder. They brought back iDisk back from 2000. IDisc. Yeah, right back from I have not heard that word in ages. You know? <laughs> You've not heard of iDisk? This is exactly like iDisk. They just brought it back from the <laughs> dead. Like, this is, uh, this is hilarious. What is the, uh, the uh, evolutionary stages i think it started with iDisk and then mobile me and then yeah iDisk, mobile me and then mobile me died and they replaced with icloud and icloud had this weird file system so they're going back to mobile they're taking stuff back (laughs) from iDisk and pulling it into icloud so you know it's like the like iDisk was i've used iDisk before and i was like wow this is pretty cool it was like the pre-dropbox uh era Mm -hmm. and then they killed it for some reason 
and then now they brought it back, which I always found was, which I found was kind of ironic. Yeah, yeah. And they also have uh, new pricing tiers for iCloud. Thank God. Yeah, I'm running out of space. You said you, uh, you said you pay for Dropbox, right? I pay uh, hundred hundred gigs. Right, so I think now Dropbox is the most expensive cloud storage service. Yeah, and they've and for the longest time it was yeah. for the longest time it was like Dropbox and Apple that yeah. had the highest prices. Yeah. I think Dropbox CEO has reiterated that they will not change their pricing to make it competitive. <laughs> yeah, it's tragic, but Dropbox <laughs> is a very good service, and I really enjoy paying for their. It service. works. It yeah. works. It works yeah. like seamlessly. It works fine. But we have to see until iCloud matches because iCloud has its detractors and its cons it's always historically been very unreliable for uh, some people yeah. so we'll have to see if yeah. apple has made any improvements to their data centers and their software yeah i'm excited i'm pumped so what do you think about a health book or health they call it is they sent like they very, dropped the book they they, they had dropped very the book. limited information about it, except for like, here's our partners and this is what it does. It's very limited information right. on how it does what it does. But its endorsement from the Mayo Clinic is the one that's very surprising because that will rein in a lot of people. The health freaks, mm -hmm. they will rein in the health right. freaks by the droves from that endorsement right. from the Mayo Clinic. I'm talking about the and hypochondriacs I think, either. Yeah, right. And the uh, the most the current iPhone, they brought the you know that the 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 integrated graph or motion control yeah, chip. Yeah. So this is now the software side yeah. for bringing that that uh, wave of health oriented uh, apps. It's prelude for, to the iWatch. I'm calling it now. It's gonna have all these uh, heartbeat. We just sensors. wait a couple more months and we'll find out for sure. It's yeah. it's a prelude, man. They're getting ready. They're gearing the developers <laughs> up. You know, they're not saying here's an iWatch you're developed for. Here's here's a framework you can use for health tracking. Now I'm gonna tell you yeah. what sort of hardware there's gonna be used for. It's up for you guys to decide. And then bam, <laughs> September iWatch, or iPhone six with like all this new like heartbeat sensors and all that jazz. Yeah, it looks it's looking to be an exciting fall. Right. Very exciting. At a Q. He, uh, you, did you see that headline? He said uh, at the Recode conference that the upcoming product lineup is the, quote, most exciting lineup in the last 25 years. Yeah, I remember, I remember reading about it. He's that. drumming up the uh, hype there with yeah. ju just one, one sentence. Now, that's a, that's, it's sort of a trade-off if you do that because Apple has historically been like, <laughs> You know, they don't usually hype up their own stuff. It's people hype up The expectations up for them. aren't, you know, yeah. astronomically high, and now you're yeah. kind of pushing it even further. Before, it was like unheard rumors that pushed expectations. And then when it doesn't, doesn't come to fruition, everyone's like, ah, yeah, I'm disappointed. But it was just rumors anyways. Apple never confirmed anything. Yeah. Then Eddie Q comes out we were and say, yeah, yeah, we're just speculating. Then Eddie Q comes out, this is an official Apple channel saying this is going to revolutionize. I expect a time machine now. Yeah, I expect Steve Jobs to rise from the grave, you know? Expect to grow a plant that, you know, prints Bitcoin. Exactly. Uh, uh, prints money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. This is going to revolutionize the world. We're going to have hoverboards after this year is over. Exactly. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> and then they're going to buy Google and then start shipping self-driving cars within the next oh, year. Oh, my Lord. I don't even think they could buy Google. Yeah. They could buy a good chunk of Google, but they would run out of money. They have a hundred... F they'll just buy certain parts of Google. Oh, man. By their search department. There we go. Google's over. <laughs> well, it's that, not Apple's that doomed anymore. There's no way it would. 
no amount of money could could acquire that from Google. Exactly. <laughs> Larry Page has that with his death grip, you know. It's like this is where our money is coming from. We're not letting this go. 90%. Sorry, 90%. Yep. So, very ex- very exciting time for iOS. Very exciting. Yeah. And macOS 10. So let's uh, finish off with uh, the most complicated topic for us. Uh, Not Swift. The <laughs> well, you just took you just took away uh, exactly what I was about to say. So Swift. I know nothing about so for... Swift. Stop, Tony. I, I'm gonna try anyways. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck. We'll just we'll just start we'll just start with the very basics. We know that basic. it's a new it's... programming language. Yes, it's sandwiched between Objective C and C. So it's not going to replace it. Uh, it's going to replace in the it. Interim, not, and but in the future, future. it's yeah. it's right, right. it's a long-term development the, in thing. the time being. Yeah. Right. So there were certain misgivings about the current language that yeah. has existed for many yeah. years, I think, right? Two decades they yeah. said. People have always complained about yeah. the syntax of Objective-C and how the programming uh, principles around it sort of differ from uh, other object-oriented programming languages. Although mm. it does derive a lot of its principles from C, it changes a lot mm. other aspects significantly. Yeah. So cool. Swift is looking to be a very, uh, um, I don't want to say groundbreaking, but very big transition. Right. Because usually right. if you switch programming languages, <laughs> you're gambling. Yeah. Because the developers... Right. They've spent their like good chunk of their working life trying to decipher and trying to program and learn Objective C, and they finally mastered it. And then guess what? Hey guys, you're Swift. <laughs> but then it's like it's like hope you like, like it. Yeah, I hope you like it. But it's it borrows a lot from what I've heard. It borrows a lot from other languages like Go, Google's Go, which right. is as far as we know dead in the water at this point. Uh, Scala, another programming language. It borrows a lot. It, it, the principles driving uh, Swift is very interesting. It also borrows from C-sharp, too, Microsoft's uh, C-sharp, which is now open source, uh, I believe. Um, so it's, it's a gamble. Apple's, Apple's, it's, like, it's not as bad as Apple's transition from PowerPC to uh, x86 back in 2004. But it's, it's a gamble because they're pushing a new programming language that is uh, somewhat different from Objective-C and they're making developers program for it. But it's a very smooth transition to what they're doing here because it's sandwiches between Objective-C and C. It's not mm-hmm. like an entirely new paradigm that you know developers have to learn and take some time to get a hold of and master all the stuff. It takes the best of existing languages and builds for the future. Yeah, I mean that's that's always been Something Apple's like goal. That. That's always been Apple's goal: building for the future, very long term, long term uh, improvement. You can see it in the x86 architecture transition. You can see it in uh, the uh, screen size transitions from iOS. You can see it in the uh, OS 10 revisions over and over again. It's very gradual, very controlled uh, iteration. And dare I say, this uh, new Swift language is a very controlled gamble 
and I can see it paying off mm. because they're giving developers ample amount of time to get used to it. And I, I believe there is the documentation already released on the iBooks. Store. They released an ebook. Yes. yes, iBooks. And the website that wants to find the Swift language has gone down. I'm not sure if it's the same one though. It's a research lang. It's a language based off research from the University of Chicago, which may or may not be the exact same language. We'll have to see. But that site is down because everyone's huh. flooding to it. Whether or not it has any relation to Apple's uh, yeah. uh, Swift programming language is, as le- is left to be seen. So, I, yeah. I, I was really interested in how they compared it to Python. Too, Certainly, no, sounds Python like you is, know a lot more than nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I know some things, but I don't know. I don't know the very intricate uh, technical parts of it. I know a very broad scope of it. Yeah. What, what I found interesting was in the uh, diagrams yeah. they showed about the performance differences is that they compared it to not only Objective-C, which is a given, but they compared it to Python, which Python is historically a scripted language, an interpreted mm. language used primarily in web application, web, back-end web development, and so forth. So I thought it was very interesting that mm. they would compare it with that right. rather than any, every other you know, language. So I thought that was very interesting. Right. Well, and Python we can't is forget a the popular language. Yeah, it is a popular language. Very easy, yeah. syntactically beautiful. It is a very beautiful yeah. language. But right. um, cool. yeah, the SDK they provided, the new frameworks they provided. I can imagine developers. So they have a, a number of them. With Glee. They have like yeah. they have one like a uh, home automation kit. Yeah. So home kit. now. Yeah. You're at your yeah. They provide the APIs for yeah. uh, connecting with yeah. the smart home yeah. or your favorite phrase, the Internet of Things devices. Internet, <laughs> Internet of Things. That's oh, gonna yeah, be the so, new buzzword. <laughs> I noticed that when they showed that that slide with all of the the uh, the uh, logos of all the existing products. Yeah. And in particular, the one where they showed thermostat. They yeah. didn't include Nest. Well, Nest like, is oh, part of Google now, so it wouldn't be accurate if well, it yeah. Nest. Uh, it's just, I thought that was interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, it's, it's interesting is that they've standardized I wonder if Apple protocols. was trying to, yeah, maybe if Apple was trying to acquire Nest earlier this year. Well, I mean, and, it was you know. created by an ex-Apple engineer, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just couldn't do it fast cool. enough. Yeah. Beats was cool. more important. Dr. Dre was more important. <laughs> Oh yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> oh man, we 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 still have a little bit more time. Let's see. It's dangerous territory. Two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. Oh yeah, speaking of Dr. Dre, um, I, I came across an article uh, a week ago where apparently Dr. Dre was he he was already featured on the Apple keynote many years ago. Really? He uh, yeah yeah it was Steve Jobs doing a demo. And it was it was for a video chat application. I forgot what they call it at that time. It was not FaceTime. Was it FaceTime? It was not FaceTime. I chat. Not FaceTime. I chat. Yeah. And okay. he he called up Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading. Steve Jobs actually had an inkling for Beats and Dr. Dre at one point. Yeah. Which is they, sort of he, a prelude. He was to what apparently close with. Yeah, he was apparently close with uh, Jimmy Iovine. Io- yeah. Yeah. I pronounce it. I have Iovin. no idea. I have no idea. It's whatever you pronounce, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, cool. Steve Jobs has always been passionate about music, and, you know, music is essentially what brought Apple 
into like the mainstream. Not, I mean, the yeah. the IMAX, um, the IMAX they released were part of it. It revitalized yeah, them. But the iPod and the iTunes was the one that sort of just like brought him, brought every everything about Apple back in the forefront. You know, the hipster icon mm-hmm. and uh, the fashionista, the tech, white earbuds. Yeah, the tech tech fashionista, techie, tech savvy. Uh, culture is uh, heavily influenced by you know I, I, yeah. iPod and the uh, the iPod and uh, iTunes and Apple's resurgence yeah. into relevancy. So yeah, you know it's, it's it's quite amazing, quite amazing. So since they already have a streaming service for iTunes Radio, yeah. are they going to continue keeping them separate or merge them eventually? I'm assuming they would want to keep. They would want to merge them eventually, but it's going to be very slow. They're going to like. I'm assuming they're going to spend a lot of time trying to take all the good bits from Beats' uh, streaming service and integrate them with iTunes. Right. Because right. right now, iTunes Radio is sort of like fifty-fifty. You know. Right. It sometimes it works. The thing with Beats. Yeah. The thing with Beats is it's cross-platform. Yeah. Right now, iTunes Radio is. Is it only Mac? It's technically cross-platform, if you oh, count right. iTunes iTunes work on Windows. Right. iTunes works on Windows. So yeah, or iTunes radio. you cannot get iTunes Radio on your Android or your no, Windows no, phone. No. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I mean. I Interest, yeah. Interestingly enough, Apple finally has only one app that is cross-platform with Android, Windows Phone, and uh, iOS. There's got to be at least one other. <laughs> no, the Beats one. But the moment they acquired Beats, they officially became a uh, third-party uh, distributor for uh, developer for hmm. those different platforms. Whether or not they yeah. decide to keep it is uh, has yet to be seen. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Joseph, my timer has gone off. All right. And uh, appreciate thank it. Thank you for. Maybe we can do another extensive. Extensive. <laughs> and by that we mean an hour. Incredible. Uh, podcast follow up. Sure. Whatever you want, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.